Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey guys, and welcome back to Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. Episode number 28. Mm -hmm. Hope you're having, hope you had a great week and uh, are currently having a good weekend if you're listening to it on the weekend. We do appreciate you downloading it wherever you get it from and certainly listening. We like your feedback as well. You can always reach out to us on social media or mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com and uh, tell us what you think. Or if you have suggestions for the podcast, that's cool too. We'll take them. We'll throw them out. We'll discard them, but we'll take them. <laughs> it's a lot like my ideas on the show. Yeah, pretty much. I throw them out there and they get thrown into the abyss yeah, but you know what but think about it we're so incredibly popular right now so that must have been working <laughs> maybe <laughs> can't really argue that today's podcast is has a theme okay it is the worst of the worst oh so we're going straight negative huh? absolutely okay um it's gonna be three different topics and all of them have to do with the worst and the three topics are and we'll go in this order the worst movie you've ever seen. The worst country song on the radio right now. And since we work for a country station, we have an inside track on that. We get to hear them quite often. And the worst parenting mistake you ever made. Now, if I'm going to put a little kind of a footnote to that and say, look, if you, you know, spanked your kid too hard and buried him in the backyard, I don't want to know about it. No, I, I did not do that. I, no, <laughs> no, no spanking. Nor, nor did I. No. <laughs> but uh, if it was a humorous parenting mistake that you look back on and just shake your head at yourself and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that, that's what we're going to talk about here. So we'll start with the first one. Okay. The worst movie you have ever seen. It can be any movie, but you despise everything about this movie. Mine's personal. Okay. Um, and there was a TV show, it was a cartoon that used to be on Nickelodeon mm -hmm. and it was called the last airbender. And <laughs> I've heard, okay, before you continue, I'm just going to say my daughter has watched and, and, uh, has watched like YouTube videos about how bad that was. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, wait a minute. I'm getting that wrong. The movie by M. Night Shyamalan yes. was bad. Oh, that's the movie you're going to talk about? That's the movie I'm going to talk about. Because the Airbender cartoon was considered love, a classic. I love, love, that. It was only three seasons long. Right. And it was fantastic. I mean, they played this out maybe a little bit too long mm -hmm. um, on the cartoon itself, but it was just epic. I mean, it built the entire time that this was going on. I've never heard a bad word said about that. And then M. Night Shyamalan yeah. got his hands on it and... That's a totally different story. Totally, absolutely destroyed what the legacy of that was. Um, I was so upset because me and my son were huge fans of it. it right. Was my oldest and I would watch this every single week. Uh, we would watch it every day, you know, back in the day, you know, if we could. And it was just fantastic. It didn't matter if you saw the episode four times before. The episodes were always so good. Even the filler episodes were mm -hmm. good. And then in 2010, my most hated <laughs> director in Hollywood... <laughs> The worst director in Hollywood. Okay, can I ask you, do you think that, and did you think that prior to that movie, or did no. you think that because of that movie? I thought it because, because of the movie. Okay. Uh, because I, I went, you know what? Because my son's ears immediately went up. Sure. That he 
was, well, one, the movie was coming out, and then two, who was directing it, mm -hmm. in which he is on board with what I talk about is that M. Night Shyamalan is hot, hot garbage. Okay. So we went in there, opening night, opening day, went and saw this movie, and I feel like I wasted every dime except that was on the popcorn. Um, it was just so bad. The storytelling was bad. They tried to cram not enough, but so much all at the same time. And it's just the entire feel of that movie was wrong from what the cartoon was. There is a channel on YouTube that we watch quite often. It's called the Nostalgia Critic. And it's this guy who talks about, you know, movies, TV, whatever's on his mind. But he did a review of that. And I had to laugh because I've never seen the cartoon. Oh, it's, it's streaming on Netflix now. I will All say three seasons. He, he, he used clips of the movie and he was talking about how bad this movie was because he's a like you, a big fan of the cartoon. Yeah. So he was excited about the movie, saw the movie, despised the movie. And there was one scene that I keep seeing when my daughter watches this this review on YouTube where this kid holds up a rock and he's fighting these people. And the rock kind of like, he has all these earth-moving powers. He does. And or I don't know if it's the kid or if it's somebody else. They have these earth-moving powers. Well, there's four but, different tribes. Right, but there's one thing. He, he takes his pebble. And he like throws it at this guy's stomach, and that's the extent of that. Mm -hmm. It's like he has these. Those he are can the earth earthquakes. Yeah, those are the earthbenders. Yeah, he had the waterbenders, the firebenders, and the airbenders, which was what Ang was. He was a, a, an airbender, but he was the last air you know airbender for the most part. He was kind of the god where in which he had you know all the powers. You know whether it was fire, water, air. I mean earth. They, he had them all. He didn't have the power to piss you off like M. Night Shyamalan does. Uh, he did not. That was the one power he was lacking. And it was it was so disappointing. I have never heard a good word about that movie. No. Never from anybody. That just needs to be burned and forgotten about. And just if you're looking to watch The Last Air Airbender, don't do the movie. Just do the cartoons. Even if you think cartoons are, and it was on Nickelodeon, that was Kitty. It really wasn't. Um, it was kind of the beginning part of, you know, kind of the, the Japanese wave of, coming over here and it was so well done by nickelodeon uh again i've heard nothing but that's an interesting dichotomy i've heard nothing but good things about the cartoon yeah nothing but bad things about the movie Agreed. i mean there is no middle ground on either one of those no the movie is a class or the uh cartoon is a classic the movie is classic trash you've, you've yeah you fell in love with the characters in the cartoon you brought that over into the movie and were severely disappointed. Mm -hmm. All right. My least favorite movie of all time, and this was one I went to see almost 10 years ago. This was in 2013. I've talked about it before. It is a, how do I put this? Kind of like a montage movie. There's like all these different scenes, different storylines. Right. Like, clip, like a clip show almost. And it's called Movie 43. Probably don't remember it because it came and it went. And the weird part about this is I saw the commercials and the commercials lied. The commercials made it look like this was going to be a very funny movie because the cast is incredible. People like Bob Odenkirk and uh, Hugh Jackman and, and, and Chris Pratt and Liv Schreiber, uh, Richard Gere, all these famous people, they're all in this movie. And you go, this is going to be great. It can't be bad. It can't, there's no possible way. Because even if only half of these people were any good, it's going to be awesome. It was the worst movie I've ever seen, and I don't mean by a little. I mean, it was horrible. 
I would recommend, no, I would not recommend. Ordinarily, I would say, I recommend you watch it just to see how bad it is. I wouldn't do that to you. Well, because I've got to come into work and see you every day. That's why. See, yeah, and I don't want you hating me. (laughs) And and if I kind of, uh, it, it was just so bad. It was so bad. There were these different vignettes. And they were all kind of, there's a through thread, kind of like a backstory behind all of them that kind of connected them. But there were, there was like this one guy who goes. Oh, I vaguely remember this. Hugh Jackman goes, the first one told me how bad this was. The first little vignette. Hugh Jackman starred as this guy who goes on a date and he's wearing a scarf and they go to a restaurant and he's good looking and the woman's super impressed and he takes the scarf off and it's evident that he has testicles hanging from his chin. And that's the joke for about. 12 minutes about how she's now going to deal with this and it's dipping in his soup. It was just, and it got worse from there. It was horrendous. Such a bad movie. And, uh, Oh, I'm reading about this. The write-up. There was 12 different directors. Yes. That did 12, like all these different vignettes and every name on here is famous. James Gunn was part of this. Gerard Butler, Seth MacFarlane, uh, Josh Duell and Anna Ferris and Ka- I mean, some incredibly talented people were involved in this heap of crap. And and like I said, I, I want to tell you to watch it just so you can see how bad it is, but I don't want you to go see it because it's that bad. It is that freaking bad. All right, I got to get off. I, I got to cleanse my palate in some way, yeah, shape, just, or form. I'm just reading this, and it's like, Oh, I, and I saw it in the theaters. It had 4% on the Rotten Tomato. That's a lot. I want to know who those people are that liked it because those people need to like be put away. That is just. And typically I go the other direction whenever anything Rotten Tomatoes says it's horrible. If I ever it's normally say, good. If I ever say anything to you in the history of our relationship of us knowing each other, trust me on this when I say this is a movie that you will hate with every fiber of your being. It the, will make the last airbender look like Shawshank Redemption. The way was, that you're describing this reminds me of those series of movies that came out. Oh, like so, Kentucky Fried Movie yeah. and, and uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. I mean, there were some and, movies that were like that. And then that you had good. like all these different, like, you know, these, these couples getting together for like the holidays or whatever. Yes. And they were all separate, different. Yes. My daughter was all into those. Yes. Oh. If you want to have fun. Actually recommend that movie to your kids just for just to be the bad dad. And by the way, we're going to get to bad dads here in a little bit. Our second worst of is uh, the worst country song on the radio right now. Now, for those people that may not know, we work on a country radio station. We hear country music 24-7, and we are intimately familiar with the stuff that's on the radio right now. But behind the scenes, and actually sometimes i got to be honest with you, on the radio, we'll tell you if we don't like a song. Yeah, we will. We're, we're honest. There are several things that have come out that we've talked about wh- why we don't like them. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Same Boat by Zach Brown Band. It always makes him mad because the do-do-do-do part, it's he always such thinks like there's lazy. missing lyrics there. Yes. It, it's lazy songwriting, <laughs> and they ripped off the other song. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah, it sounds just like chicken fried. It's the exact same tune and everything, the chicken fried, just different lyrics, and then they ran out of lyrics and doo doo boo doo yeah. halfway through the song. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, that's singing. Now I am interested in what you're gonna say because over the years there are indicators uh within songs that 
neither one of us will like it. We're on the same page on this. One of them is forced country banter. Usually at the end of the song, you'll hear like the two artists. It's always a duet. Always. And I go like the latest one is Thomas Rhett and Riley Green. Yes. Half of me. Mm -hmm. I don't know good because you were in it. And And Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. That was Uh, so forced. Yeah. We're uh, keeping between the navigational beacons. (laughs) Alan Jackson can't banter worth a damn. I love Alan Jackson. Love him to death. But Jimmy Buffett's all on his own on that. He's left alone on that one because Jimmy's trying to hold this conversation. And Alan's just go, uh, yeah, okay. Alan needed a few more, you know, maybe margaritas. <laughs> I think he did. So with that said, I know there are certain indicators that we won't like a song, but there are some songs that I mean, we love some songs, and there yes. are other songs that we don't really care for. I would but, say 80% of country songs I like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, a lot of them are in the middle ground for me. Some of them mm-hmm. I really like. And then there are a couple where I just want to – Stab somebody. And that's where we are right now in the Stab Somebody file. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst country song on the radio right now, uh, Ed Palmer, is? Cody Johnson, Till You Can't. Yeah, we, we discussed that on the show today, as a matter of fact. Now, please tell the world what your problem is with Cody Johnson's Till You Can't. First of all, I'm going to say this. It hit number one. It was a big hit. It, it won awards at the CMAs. I know it did. He got a standing O. You must be the only person that doesn't like it. What's the Probably. problem? What's because I feel like this song belongs in a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. About halfway through the movie where the girl or the guy figures out, ooh, I'm letting the love of my life, <laughs> you know, go and get on an airplane or a bus or a train somewhere. That's the mad dash, you know, he kind of relives everything that happened in the early part of the film. And then he realizes, I've got to get to the airport, the bus station, the boat place in time to stop her. She is the love of my life. What yes. was I thinking? And then you see the series of crazy jumping over cabs. I mean, I see it all in my <laughs> mind. Almost getting hit by a bike on the sidewalk. And, and then makes it just as she's boarding. And, and then, you know, profess love. And then the credits roll or whatever. And they go on to have a happy life. And it's snowing. And, you know, everything that's cheesy about the Lifetime Hallmark movies is, is all right there in this song. And... I hate this song with every ounce of my being. And the bad part about it is I like 75% of the song until the end. Uh huh. The end is so over the top, <laughs> it drives me insane. Till you I figured, okay, at some point, this song's going to grow on me. No, no, it didn't. It grew like a fungus. I thought your choice was going to be She Likes It by Russell Dickerson. I don't like that song either, but that song doesn't make me angry. Mm. Cody Johnson's Till You Can't makes me angry because it's all I see is a Hallmark movie playing out in front of my uh, my eyes. And maybe that's the point of the song. I was going to say, what you got what, what, what you got against Hallmark movies? There? Oh, that's a different hatred. <laughs> that's a different type of hate. All right. Uh, mine is, and I know you know what mine's going to be. I don't know. You have a couple. I have a couple, but mine is, and, and this one's near and dear to my heart and near and dear to us, geographically speaking, <laughs> from Sumter, South Carolina, just down the road, Lee Bryce, who we have hung out with on numerous occasions. Who used to beat down our door to come sit in the studio with who us. Who we like. Yes. Good friends of the show. But Or used to be good friends of the show. Yeah. Won't be after this. Soul, his new one, 
which just will not die, won't be a hit, but will not die. It just hovers at the lower end of the, like we do the top 20 countdown. It's right there at number 18, like for 30 weeks. It won't move. It won't die. It won't grow. It won't get more popular, and it won't go away. It is the worst piece of crap song from a guy who prides himself on writing good songs because he's he a good started writer. off as a songwriter for other people. Like Garth Brooks. Exactly. Uh, and he's written for Tim McGraw and a bunch of other people. So this song right here, you want to talk about lazy songwriting? Not only is it cliche, it's bad cliche, it's repetitive, it's everything to me that is bad about country music. And I love country music. Yeah, you've hated that one from the word go. From before, I'll tell you, when he was doing an appearance about eight months ago in the spring here in the area, and the person who produced the commercial, who will remain nameless, before the song was ever really out, put that song in the commercial like, this is going to entice people to come to the show? No! Well, I This mean, is going to scare people to away. His, to his from- credit, the person who put this together, it was the latest release. Yeah, it was, but that's all they, that's all they knew. Right. They didn't know how bad... I guarantee they had crickets and tumbleweeds at that concert, even though Lee Bryce's had big hits. Why? Because they thought they were going to hear Soul. I saw pictures. There were a lot of people there. So, yeah, but you know what? They left when Soul played. Is that what they it was? They left. <laughs> you saw them when he had his other hits, when they were playing that on stage. But when Soul came, they went, oh, it's time to go for a beer and not come back. Wow. That song so much. Wow. So much. Is it because of the opening line? <sighs> Kiss you from your head to your toesies. I just want to smack the living crap out of him when he says what, that. What does he say in there? He, Something about a Mozart in the sheets. Mozart in the That's sheets. That's the line you don't like. That's the one that. I kind of glossed past that to the toesies. I missed that for a long time, uh, and then I really listened to it, and I went, ooh, Lee's getting dirty up in here. I'm going to play a little segment of it right here, just a segment so we don't get in trouble for copyright. And I'll be singing Holy Mother of Moses. I like your soul, baby. You got that heart made of gold, baby. I'm gonna love you till I'm old, baby. I just wanna be your baby. But I'm uh, gonna put that in here just so you can see how freaking bad can you, this can song you is. Go back and put the ending yeah, of I'm, Cody Johnson still you well, can't. Well, sir, I will edit after the fact. I'm putting that in as well. Okay. Just the end part. All right, yeah. Where they get to the big flourish. Just the part that pisses me off. Exactly. Okay. All right, so this is the third worst thing that we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's the worst parenting mistake you ever made, the worst dad thing you ever did. Now, we're not talking about bad things, just, just a mistake in judgment that you look back and shake your head and go, what the hell was I thinking? Okay. And I'm going to, did you say you wanted me to go first on this, or did you want to go first on this? I'm still thinking. All right. I'll give you mine. My daughters are two years apart. Caitlin, at the time, was probably 11, and Jacqueline was nine. I'm going to guess. because it was Oh, I've got mine, back. because I think mine's kind of relatable to yours. Okay. Well, I took their advice. I listened to them. I did what they wanted to do. And I said, okay, kids, both of you say you want to go see this movie. I will take you to this movie. 
It is a rated R movie, but against my better judgment, which never entered this scenario at all, there was no better judgment. I said, sure, a night out at the movies will be fun. So I have this nine-year-old girl, or 11-year-old girl, nine-year-old girl, however the hell old they were, I don't care, they were little. And we go to see this movie, and I come up to the ticket booth, and I say, hey, I would like three tickets for Piranha 3D. And the guy looks at me, and he says, and he, he like peers down at my young daughters. He goes, you sure you want to take them to go see Piranha 3D? I said, they want to go see Piranha 3D. I'm there, Dad. I know it's rated R, but I can take them in because that's the rules behind rated R movies. You can take him in if you're a parent. So he said, okay. And he knew what he was talking about because he worked there. And he knew what the movie was about. And I knew what the movie was about. Oh, it's kind of a fun horror movie with these piranhas that eat people. Big deal. Okay? You it's going to be a very cheesy horror movie. Yeah, you see it on USA Today or whatever. USA Network, rather. Oh, the USA Today? The, yeah. the, the, the newspaper. newspaper is printing out. New movies? No, you see it on the USA Network. That's what I'm saying. It's just... Okay, Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, we go in, we get our popcorn, we sit down, and there's this movie, and it's playing out exactly like I thought at first. And then you see these monstrous piranhas come, and they turn the water red, and, you know, it's very much like Jaws and that everybody runs out of the lake. Sure. Uh, But then... There starts happening, it's like Lake Havasu. It's like all of a sudden, it's spring break. And that's why all the people were there. So all these bikinis come off, and you got all this nudity going on. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, this is bad. This is kind of problematic. And then, and then comes the worst scene, because it was Piranha 3D. So it was a 3D movie. And at one point, there was a character played by the actor Jerry O'Connell, who's kind of playing like this guy who does remember girls gone wild yes he plays like that guy oh okay he plays like joe francis he plays like this guy he's got a boat and he's filming these girls i'm going god make it stop at this point please just make it stop because they're taking their tops off and they're making out i'm like you're borderline on to nc-17 at this point oh lord god I, i was like all right this is a bad idea so anyway something happens either falls in the water or whatever and the piranhas attack him And this is where I know I've made a big mistake, as if I hadn't already figured this out. (laughs) My daughters are sitting there, and they're watching. They're like, you know, jaws agape, and I guess they're waiting for me to take them out, but I'm just going, we're going to soldier through this. I spent $17. Okay. And then comes a scene where he's eaten by the piranhas, and he's screaming, and he's whatever. And then... Oh, I remember this. It's 3D. Keep this in mind. And they show the underwater scene of his, like, the carnage. And because it's funny, because people would think this is funny, comes this penis, <laughs> severed bloody penis, like, floating up like it's a fish in 3D. So you're watching through these glasses, and this penis is coming right at you. It's coming at my daughter's. <laughs> I still get reminded of that. Oh. Yeah, I bet I you believe do. their lives changed that night. Everything changed? Everything changed. They went from normal girls to whatever it is that they are now. And I think it's that, all was, because the, of that was the pivot point. The piranhas and the penis. 
it looked like a penis and it was like floating up to the screen and in slow motion. Of course it so was. So it was in great detail. And of course, you've seen 3D movies. It's floating right out there in space. I just got it back from Disney. So we went and exactly. saw, you know, you know, the Muppets. Bet I, you I there t- was no Muppet penises there. Th- there was not. No. there. there Your is. kids are probably very grateful for that and so are you. I'm very grateful for that because oh. and I'm sure Disney is as well. Dear God in heaven. I, that, that is probably my worst parenting faux pas. That I could ever, ever even think about. Oh my God! I, it, it, it embarrasses me to this day. Yeah. To this. Day. Mine has to do with a video game. Really? And it was my oldest son William, um, who is now almost thirty. Mm-hmm. But it was when Resident Evil first came out. Okay. And I was playing the game. I've never played it. I don't even really know much about it, other than they made some movies out of it. There's a creepy vibe to it, and for the most part, a lot of the movies kind of follow the video game. Mm-hmm. There is this one part in the very first, um, I guess, game that came out and where you are in this hallway mm-hmm. and there's windows all around you and you go up to the edge of this hallway and you have to make a left-hand turn, which continues on with the hallway. Well, I knew what was coming because I keep getting killed at this point. Okay. Over now, and how over old and was over. William again? <laughs> William might have been about seven or eight. Wow. Okay. And he was sitting there for whatever reason watching me play this game, mm. which he typically never did. He was always off doing something else. But for whatever reason, this caught his attention. Right. And he thought he was going to, you know, just sit there and check it out and eventually s- start sneaking and playing the game. I know sure. the way he thinks. Sure. So for whatever reason, I said, hey, I put it on pause. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get something to eat or go to the bathroom. I don't even remember what it was. Next thing I hear is screaming <laughs> from the living room as if <laughs> someone has kicked down the door and is now butchering the family. But it's just William. <laughs> and I come running around the just, corner. Hold on. Let me just interject here that William is one of the most laid back people I have ever met. One of the most chill people I've ever met in my life. I have a hard time imagining him at any age screaming like a banshee. Flipping out. <laughs> and his sister is sitting beside him. Oh, and she's younger. And she's two years younger than him. Oh, Lord. Laughing. <laughs> out, outwardly laughing. <laughs> and so I can't really calm him down. Right. And, I, and then I look up at the screen and I saw what happened. What happened? Well, when you come around this corner, you start getting these kind of creepy, you know, horror vibes yeah. type of thing. And the next thing you know, these two Dobermans come jumping into the window. It's a, it's a complete and total, one of the very first jump scares I've ever really seen in a video game. Right. And it flipped him out to the point because he thought he was chill because there's nothing in the hallway. He doesn't see anything. He's not picking up on any of this. And these Dobermans come jumping through the window. I just Googled the YouTube video of this. <laughs> The guy's coming down the hallway, the dog, which doesn't even... Oh, uh, <laughs> holy cow. Okay, yeah, that would be freaky. I just... Oh, and she's more. She's, oh! <laughs> she's crying laughing. <laughs> and I finally looked at her and I said, Donna, I was like, what? what, what? <laughs> and she goes, you missed it. <laughs> and she's describing what happened in his reaction. She said he came like five feet off the floor. That's brutal. He became Michael Jordan. Oh, that is brutal. It's that... <laughs> To this day, he will bring up. You have to look up. I Googled uh, Resident Evil Doberman scene, <laughs> and that's what you have to go look at. <laughs> and I can imagine a kid not expecting this. Between that and then, I want to say it may have been in the same week. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, so you basically... I just went ahead and said, hey, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a dime. You're going to totally do a mind meld on Yeah, you. I did. Just totally screw you up. And the other one was, he was my buddy. You know, he went with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. He was always attached to me at my hip, so was Donna. Donna on this one was smart enough to bail out of. Um, but he, I was sitting there and I was watching TV, and I was like, you know, there's nothing on the television. Let me just go ahead and put in Predator. And which William thought, okay, this is cool. And I'm kind of describing the movie because I'd already seen the movie. Was it Predator 3D and were there penises? There were no penises. But, okay. You know, just that creepy Pro- predator. Just as well. And which I didn't realize how much it, this movie terrorized him until later in life. Mm-hmm. In which he was sitting there. And I had the same reaction to the, the original movie Alien, which I sat down with my dad and watched when I was like nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. And that movie I still can't really watch <laughs> in the dark. But. He he mentioned this to me probably maybe about three years ago, and he said, you do realize that you terrorized me with per- Predator. And I went, wait, what? I said, what are you talking about? I said, have you never mentioned this before? He goes, I couldn't sleep for about three weeks after this movie, and which I had no idea because he was so chill, not like the reaction to the Dobermans coming through on Resident Evil. Right. But Predator... That messed him up, and, and it, like I think it permanently messed him up because he still talks about it like it happened last week. Good lord! And this was probably back in nineteen ninety eight ish, somewhere in that area, maybe ninety nine. He still freaks out about that movie. I want to point out at this point in the conversation that we are both actually pretty decent parents. I like to think so. Uh, we do occasionally have a blind spot. <laughs> that was a big blind spot because. <laughs> I was going to bring, um, you know, my little buddy on board with what I watch, and I'm going to clone him exactly like me. And I'm still watching these different <laughs> Doberman scenes, and I'm picturing a seven-year-old kid. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed the reaction. Now, oh. then, because, of course, as soon as mom came home, I, she, you know, she got an earful about what happened and blah, 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 and I wasn't allowed to play the game anymore no, in front no. of or near the kids. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. That's episode number 28. And since it was all about our worsts, uh, would you say worst podcast ever? Sure. Uh, no, yeah, you know what? Actually... We haven't done this in a while. Let's grade it. Let's grade the podcast. Okay. What do you give it? I'll give it an eight. An A or yeah. an eight? A. A. Yeah. Really? Because an A is better than an eight. Yes. So you're liking this one. I like this one. All right. This was a fun one. All right. So not our worst podcast. No, no, I don't think it was. Now, other, you know, your mileage may vary. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, if your son's listening to it, he's probably not real happy. I'm right going to send this to him, <laughs> and because he is, he is, he should have been born in the 1950s. He's an old soul. He's an old soul. He's not on social media. He doesn't do podcast. Whenever he sends me links, they're always to YouTube videos. It's not TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. It's all YouTube videos, and so yeah, he's kind of an old soul, and he'll he doesn't listen to podcast either oh well we we are glad that you do so please again reach out to us let us know what you think at our social media pages you can always listen to us on 99.3 the cat wait the now that i think about it i'm on all those things maybe he's trying to avoid me <laughs> and, and again it goes back to predator yeah it probably way, does i forgot to give a grade too i give it a, i give it a b plus yeah uh, it's tough for me to give an a but i give it a b plus i'll give it an a all right so anyway again thank you for listening Catch us on the radio, 99.3, the cat in the PD region of South Carolina. You can always listen to us on the uh, app or on our website, catcountry993.net. And uh, certainly you can hear us Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. 
on the weekends with the countdown, the uh, top 20 country countdown, where unfortunately you will hear Lee Bryce's soul. At you, least you won't week. hear Cody Johnson. No, that's that's, that's been several gone. months out of there, much to your relief. Yes. But soul is still hovering around for some ungodly reason. I don't know why. I think from now on when we do the countdown, I'm just going to say, you know what? Number 18 is a song we won't talk about. Here's number 17. I'll be happy to jump in. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> Have yourselves a wonderful week. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mud Flap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mud Flap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.